Hey guys, what's up? It's Becca Hayes. And I want to ask you a question. If I handed you a cup of water and in this water it had lead, arsenic, fluoride, petroleum, chlorine, aluminum, and a few other toxins and chemicals in it, would you drink it? No? Then why are you drinking it now? Don't believe me? It's in your tap water. I know it might sound bizarre. Why? 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 Why would the government do that to us? Okay, just that question right there. Come on. <laughs> the government does a lot of shady things. I have teamed up with Enaviv Water. They are a sponsor for this show. I am so thankful for Enaviv Water. They put a whole water system in my house. And I'm not talking about just soft water. That doesn't take out all the chemicals. I'm talking about layers and layers of chemical removers. Real, you have to realize you're bathing in this too. So not only are you drinking it and washing your vegetables and fruits and, and cooking with it, you're also bathing in it. All those toxins are going are being absorbed through your skin. If you want your mental and physical health to become better, then you need to call Enaviv Water. Have them come out. They will test your water for free. Or you can go visit their location in Pleasant Grove and they can test your water there. Give my friends a call at 801-993-0080. And because they're so awesome, if you mention my name, they will give you half off a chemical remover. You're saving like seven, $800 right there. Again, that's 801-993-0080. Or visit their website at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com. They can service anywhere in the United States. Camino Free is the way to be. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Becca Hayes Show. I'm your host, Becca Hayes. And boy, <laughs> do I have a good segment for you today. Uh, joining me today is Harry Thomas. He is uh, a soul coach. He's Harry was with us, uh, I want to say, a couple episodes back. Harry is the one that stood up for his rights. Um, he's the one that flew in from Brazil to the UK got arrested, spent six hours in a jail, meditated in jail, and then <laughs> and then was forced to go to a hotel, which he was supposed to pay for, um, for 10 days, but he didn't obviously stay at all. He got out. So because he practiced his rights, because he has the rights to do so, and he knew his rights, and that's why he is with me today and not in jail, because they couldn't hold him. So, um... <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here, Harry. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> I really enjoyed that last one. Did you like that? Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry and I decided to get together once or twice a month just to talk about truth, to talk about the things that we're discovering, um, to bring awareness to you. If you're still following me by now, you know, and you know, Harry and I talked about this prior, you know that um, I'm, I'm against the mainstream media because all they spew out is lies. Uh, I'm against big pharma. I'm against um, anything that takes our rights away. So if you're still following me, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, we're, we're about to take you down <laughs> quite a rabbit hole. And I'm so excited to share these things with you guys because it is so, oh my gosh, an eye opener. Like it's just, bam, you're awake. And I feel like this is the ultimate awareness for myself and for many others. Um, so bear with us. We're going to talk about the earth being flat. 
I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> um, don't leave me yet. Okay. You've hung out with me this far. Just stay with me. We're going to bring up a lot of valid questions that hopefully get you to question things in life, to open your eyes, to bring pr- more purpose in your life. Um, when I learned that the earth was flat and all the lies that I was taught and told my whole life, I, I found more purpose in life. And I think this is going to help you guys get through a lot of things that, that are going on in your life. So please bear with us. Um, we may break this up in a couple of different segments. We'll just see how it goes. None of this is scripted. We're just talking from the heart, full truth. So Harry, I want, cause when you were on the show last, we obviously talked about your experience about um, what you went through, but I want people to get to know you on a deeper level. So I would love for you to share with us the the years of research that you've been doing, um, how you got started, why did you start questioning things? Because this has been happening for quite some time with you. Um, and then just a little bit about your spiritual background because it's pretty bomb. Like you're a very spiritual person, which is... I sensed when we first had an interview together and I'm so glad that I went off my intuition and my senses to, to kind of poke you with more questions. (laughs) So Harry, the floor is yours. Um, Give us a little bit more background and more depth about you. Yeah. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm a soul coach. I work with people around the world and I've really narrowed it down now to help people find their own truth. And like people ask, what is that? There's people going inside, coming up with their own or listening to their own intuition, hearing their soul. And then when you have that gut feeling, it's to go with it. And then whilst you're doing that, you notice the ego, you notice all the self-doubt, the the lack of confidence, the opinions of others, and all these barriers that people have in the way. That's ego. And when you can start simplifying things to ego and soul, people now can make better choices, more informed ones, and they're a lot more clear and precise on, on what it is that they want. A question that I ask everyone is, what do you want? <laughs> you come with me with all this baggage and all these dramas, let's move all of it. What do you want? And most people can't answer that question precisely. <laughs> they true. tell me what they don't want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's really interesting because we're quick to moan, we're quick to blame others. They're not doing this or they can't do that. You might even moan it about your kids. They're being a little brat. Okay, you're telling me all these things. Tell me what they are doing. And when people start then actually focusing on what they are doing, they can let go of these little things that are actually insignificant in the, the grand scheme of things. So that's kind of where I'm at now in my professional career. I was in the fitness industry, um, but I love what I do now. It's my purpose. I don't see it as work. I'm literally having the most deepest discussions with all my clients and all I get to do is turn up and listen and I learn every single day. So it's a, it's a great place where I'm in. Um, but a big part of that journey was my alternative ways of looking at things. And I have been given every single title you possibly can think of conspiracy theorist being uh, the main one that's been used, which by the way, was created by the CIA <laughs> in the fifties. But that's another story. <laughs> and <laughs> I got into um, this about 12 years ago. I was sent a documentary called Zeitgeist, and it was referring to how religion is pretty much all the same across all the different uh, types of religion, basing on a character, 
three uh, wise men next to them, three shepherds and all this stuff. It's all related to the stars. So that was interesting, but boring. Very, really slow narrated. I remember watching a bit of it. They went on to 9-11 and it went on to the banking system. And this was like a long time ago. That was one of the originals. I then um, <laughs> I was at a massive festival and it was late, early hours in the morning. Everyone had gone to sleep. It was just me and my other mate. It was called Harry that I'd just met. And he showed me uh, two videos and that literally just sent me down the biggest rabbit hole. Of my life. I've, I've effectively lived in the rabbit hole. <laughs> I've made it my own. <laughs> um, so he showed me a video of holograms uh, a long time ago and he showed me 9-11 and said, type in holograms 9-11. And you see these planes just disappear into uh, the building. And Okay, I, I doubted that straight away. But then I, I started looking at stuff and loads of things come back. And there was another thing at the time called reptilian shapeshifters. So you can imagine, like, that just sounds nuts. I saw a video and I thought, what a load of rubbish. So anyway, the 9-11 the, the had stayed with me. And, and after this, I was literally just looking at different things. But one thing led to another that led to another. And my main objective always is to challenge. I've always been that person. If I don't believe something, I'll, I'll find out what the truth is. So I did the same with these. Now, that's that conspiracy theory. That's a load of rubbish. And then as soon as you start going down it, it just opens up a whole new door. And I then got into, I've, I've always been drawn to America. I feel like a lot of the stuff that goes on in the world is literally stemmed from uh, the states so uh, i'll name a few off the top of my head i've gone extensive into all of them so i can literally pull out an encyclopedia on them uh first one i looked into was boston marathon i'm not sure if you remember there was the bombs after oh i remember that was that. all staged yeah that was all staged it was all uh like fake um uh what do they call it when when they do like a, a test run there's about seven different test runs going on at the same time. There was like a fake bomb uh, thing. There was a fake terrorist. There was a fake gunman. And they were just doing tests. But just coincidentally, there was then this bomb that went off. And there was about four different suspects at the time. And then I started looking at these videos. And you see these old people with blood packs, literally squirting them all down their legs. You saw all these people with the letter B on their T-shirt. It would be like Beckham, Boston, um uh, bananas it just li literally there'd be all these logos but they were like the blockers and the, you could see they were literally just getting in the way of the cameraman moving left and right tactically just so the cameraman couldn't actually see what was going on then it led me and, and by this time i wasn't really taking things seriously this was just a, a hobby after work i had my business at the time and i was just literally looking at different things getting really curious i wasn't one for tv and then Sandy Hook happened. And that was that was like, if you look at Sandy Hook, do you know, can you remember what that was? It was the, the, the crazy gunman. The school shooting, yeah. Yeah, and it was awful. You can imagine waking up to the papers and kids have literally just been assassinated from a crazy gunman. As soon as you look into that, you'll see the whole thing is a load of lies. Like... There, we've got a thing called crisis actors where there people on camera getting interviewed and they're, they're actors. They were all there just with their like cups of coffee. Their kids are just being shot. You wouldn't stop off at Starbucks in the morning. Then there was an iconic photo in the car park. 
But people then pointed out that, well, this happened in, let's say it was spring. But look in the background of that photo, it was definitely in winter. It was two completely contrasted seasons. There was leaves on the trees and then there weren't. And these things just didn't add up. And it then led me onto this whole path. Um, for example, dinosaurs, uh, as unfortunately they're not real. Wait, what? <laughs> <That's> all... <laughs> yeah. Damn it. <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's all a myth. And, and, and this is what I'm going to ask people. Like the things I say, all I want you to do from a, um, from a soul coach's perspective, notice you really go now. It's called cognitive dissonance. When you believe something so much, like you just accept it's true. If someone then pre uh, presents something, the first thing is like, what? That can't be. And we go into this defense mode without actually knowing. That's what I was always like for ages, always had to prove my point. My, my ask is, is just take it on board. Notice your reactions because there'd be certain things that trigger you and you're like, that's definitely not. He's chatting absolutely not. But, but recognize that. Well, and nobody wants and then, to be lied to, Harry. So then you right. add that because it's like, no, I wasn't fooled for this long. There's no way that that could be. Mm -hmm. now, that's an amazing point. That I, I would say most of it's down to that, even to what we've got going on at the moment. And we do have all these statuses in, in our society. And there's certain people that I do indented with intelligence because they've got a good job, they've studied a long time, and they've, they've done well for themselves. But that's all they seem to know. They have a, a general consensus of everything else. But when it's topics that they don't have a clue on, it's just being things that you heard, things you've written in the newspaper. I then get into, or I used to get into these conversations. I, I, I don't need to now. And there would be an argument every single time, like literally. But then within the argument, I would then have to go and explain what they're arguing to me about just to make sure that they get their own facts right with their own argument to then disprove what they're saying. And it was, it's quite funny because I, I, I have a genuine interest in it. I've been doing this now for a good 12 years, I'd say and pretty much every day I've been looking at some sort of information on our history. And now it leads into like a spiritual path. But what's been interesting is all over the years with all these different things. And there's, there's a lot of them. It's all tied back now to where we are at this moment in time. So a lot of these things that were conspiracies, none of them actually got proven that I was wrong. And that's why I think it was, I've, I've believed it was a conspiracy. I call it a truth. Because if it wasn't true, someone would then come out and just go, look, the whole internet saying that um, the world's flat, for example, they would literally just go up and show you some proper imagery and videos, which we'll come on to because there isn't actually any real ones at, at all. With all the technology you've got, instead they block you and censor you and they literally, lit, you can't find the information at all on any of this stuff. So if, if anyone says, if it's true, you'd be able to show you. If it's fact, this is why it's a fact. Let me show you. Well, and just like Nikola Tesla, I mean, his research on the electricity, the free electricity we had free electricity at one point and how he rediscovered it and that was shut down. Well, we might get back, we might get into that in a minute, but that just came to, to mind. Like we, he was censored, he was shut down because what happens if we have free energy and free like electricity, then we're not paying them, you know? Yeah. It's all for money, greed and a few well, other things. 
that and and that's that's the hardest thing that I to get my head around because before it would have been a conspiracy. I'm going to say conspiracy because most people would still label them as. But you'd look at one in isolation, and then maybe a few months later, oh, there's another conspiracy. Oh, so then you'd get people saying, "You believe everything's a conspiracy." We're born into a conspiracy, all of us. We're born into a system that's controlled by a small select group of people that literally own everything. So the good people in us would say, that can't be right. People are not that evil. It's not even a lot of people. If you look at the overall percentage of the world, it must be like less than 1% that controls all over. And they own all the pharmaceuticals, they own the farming, they own the food industry, they own the school system. They own everything. So what makes people think if they're literally evil in some stuff and they're lying in some of the things, why would they be honest with you and others? <laughs> it's their game when we're in it, we're playing it. And that's the, the thing that I'm asking people is if you can, and this is where I love where I'm at at the moment, I'm going backwards now. The history we've been taught at school and the things that we have just taught as fact or Wikipedia, as soon as you take the time, which you've now started to realise, yeah. to look into it. <laughs> there is no, you, you cannot accept what you've been told. It is impossible. Like It's not even close. It's not even an argument. Oh, it could be that it is impossible because it, it, the buildings and the structures and the things that they say does not make any sense at all. And, and, and I'm hoping from, from this, people will be able to just, because what I'm going to do today is I'm just going to ask you questions to get you thinking about it and, and, and kind of get people to go, well, how do you know? Let me ask you a question. How do you know this? I've now got to a point in my life with this stuff because I love it so much. People still want to argue with me and people do make it really personal and get really aggressive. And, and I, I love the saying, truth hurts. It does hurt when it rocks your truth. But for me, it's not about being right. Like, I, I found this out my stuff, and I've got to the stage where before I used to believe in aliens. I've now been shown something that completely dismissed that. I don't believe in aliens anymore. So I don't believe in everything, and I'm also always willing to change. It's the same with coaching. It's the same with life. I always use this one. Ten years ago, you wasn't the same person as you are now. So you've changed. The things that you really believed in ten years ago, you don't believe in now. So everyone lives their life like, oh, I'm still the same and I'm this person. This is who I am. Wasn't who you was a few years ago. <laughs> You're lying to your soul if you say you was. Thank goodness. I'm so glad. <laughs> I, I've definitely evolved. <laughs> but the things that you're now learning, you wouldn't even, I, I guess you wouldn't even have given it attention. And, and maybe worse than that, you would have given it a, a middle finger up. That's rubbish. <laughs> once, I think once you're aware and awake, things just come to you like almost like a melody to add to your 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 music your song that's why right now i'm on such a big journey to help people see or at least question like i'm not here to persuade you and say oh you should you should learn this and you should know that i'm here to help you question things and so are you harry cuz you said you started about 12 years ago you, you started looking into this and obviously things started adding up you started going down more rabbit holes you started questioning more things like that's just kind of how it goes um how did it take a turn for the spiritual side your spirituality cuz you said that there was a shift yeah a massive one so the first one was the topic that we're going to be talking about today knowing where we're born and like where we are because 
from day one, and this this is all spiritual teachings. From day one, you're born into a world where you're already doubting yourself. You're already questioning your own senses from day one. And you literally, I call that your foundations. Your floor is not stable at all. So you're working in life on that unstable foundation. Can I go into that one now? Yes, go. The, okay. So you're born into a world where you look out the window and you'll see a bird fly across the sky. You'll see the moon go across the sky. And you also see the sun go across the sky. You even see the sunrise <laughs> go across. And we also say it sunsets. We, we see it move. So our experience, our senses with sight, and you can mostly feel the sun go across. If you literally stayed there all day, you'd feel the sun in a different location. So you're told that bird's moving, that moon's moving, but that sun's not moving. You're actually moving. So you're told that, that, that actually my, my eyes are not actually right all the time. I've got a question there. And I'm actually spinning at 1,000 miles an hour as well. So we're actually spinning at 1,000 miles an hour. So already, and this is where it really hit me recently, is that I've been connecting and I've been channeling and I've been feeling energy. And, and you could call it spirits, you could call it ghosts. I connect now. I, I, I definitely uh, get information and wisdom. I would have doubted that. That is nonsense. That's crazy. Like, that's not real. I must be seeing things. I must have just felt something. Because I'm already down myself when I'm actually using my senses with the sun. So when people say, why would they lie? They lie because they rock who you are, why you're meant to be here. And they make you also think that you're insignificant. We'll come on to it. But the actual notion of this heliocentrism model that we all subscribe to is that you're a fart in space, you're an accident. And from this big bang out of nothingness was everything, but you're still an accident. Well, and then also you're crazy too, because just like you said, you could see the sun, right? Well, no, you're not seeing what you think you're seeing. Like they're making it, you think that you're crazy and that your senses are off, that your intuition's off. So when, when you believe all that is off, you're lost. I have no purpose. Mm -hmm. So I don't mean anything in the world. Yeah. Well, how many times have you had moments where you couldn't really explain it? To, it was your moment. You felt it was as real as it possibly could be. But no one else has had that experience. But you've had it. You must have had oh, stuff like that. Numerous, before. numerous times. Yes. And, and I'd happily ask your audience listening as well. I'm pretty sure most people have had that sort of experience once. But what comes next is a bit of doubt. Or I'm not sure. Did I did have that one time, but I've never told any of my friends. So I haven't. Why not? You felt it. It was your experience. It was as real as it possibly could be, and you remembered it. But why not? Because you doubt yourself. Because if it was your truth, you would say it. That was your knowing. You'd be confident. And it's not your problem how anyone else receives it. This then ties into every single one of these topics that I've been talking about today. I've now found my own truth based on my own experiences, based on what I'm being presented to, based on the, the rubbish that's been presented to. I go through all the noise to find my answer. And if I haven't found that answer, I've still got more questions. So it's not a truth yet, but I can't accept someone else's version for it because I don't trust a lot of people on this planet or this plane that we live on. <laughs> Why do you and I believe that the earth is flat? 
I obviously watched a 13 episode documentary. Video one, I started getting a feeling like, oh my gosh, this is something. They're on to something. It was a little slow, like the first one or two. But then I think after you get through that, like it starts gaining momentum. You start to question things. You start to look at things from a different perspective. Why? Why? What? I never even realized that. And it was in plain sight. That's the interesting thing is like it's the truth is in plain sight. The answers are in plain sight. But we as a society don't slow down enough to look at it and start to question it and then start to research it ourselves. But when we do, that's when we find the answers. And then we start to, we, we build that momentum in us. We build that truth in us and trust our intuition. So you sent me these videos. You're like, Becca, just watch them. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'll, you know, cause I was like, there's no way that the, the world is flat. Like no fucking way, get out of here. And so I'm like, but you know what? You installed some truth and trust in me. Everything that you said prior to that, like I was like, okay, I, I trust Harry, so I'm going to at least watch him, okay? And then and then I'm going to be like, yeah, right. It's, you know, it's it's still round. But the first episode, it started getting my wheels turning. It started me, started, I started questioning things. I started thinking about them and um, the buildings, looking at the buildings and how they were made, the size of the buildings. And we're going back to like 14th century, 15th century. They didn't have any power tools back then. You're going to tell me that they had these grand, beautiful buildings and they just had a chisel and they chiseled away? No fucking way. And like just certain things. And then like how there's like buildings that have been around a lot longer than we were told because the earth sunk or whatever happened. And then you see that there's another piece of the building mind blown right now. Like, and it was there in plain sight. And like, why are they putting windows down, you know, in, underground back in the day? They, they weren't, that's the building was that tall. And then the, the world shifted or something happened and it covered it up and then they rediscovered it and uncovered it. And that's why, is, it, is this making sense? <laughs> so now you see the windows. So just just to just to kind of highlight as well, this whole documentary is not just flat earth, flat earth, flat earth. No, and it's is, not. Uh, and 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 what Becca was talking about was like the history of the buildings. So just for people that don't want to even look at like flat earth, they don't want to know. Just go and watch the first three episodes because it's about your history, and it's a history that it, everyone's has access to with photos. And soon as you point some things out, you cannot argue with it. You're literally I, I like it is you're kind of jaw dropped and your, your, your soul's now paying attention. Like it, you, you can't get away from it, can you? <laughs> no, I was, I was hooked for sure. The truth speaks out when you watch it. You cannot turn it off because you want to know more. It makes sense. It's like putting the pieces together and forming the entire puzzle. I feel like, especially in our society, our life right now on earth, it's like we have these certain pieces. Certain pieces are together over here in the left corner and the certain pieces are together in the right corner, but we're missing this big middle chunk. And I feel like this documentary completely put all the pieces together. And I, I'm so thankful that I watched it. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll supply a link 
um, of this documentary on the the description of the show. So make sure you guys watch it if you you feel compelled. I I say definitely do it. This is this is our history. Things that have happened to us centuries ago. Have you ever met anybody that's watched all thirteen and still denied it? No, you you, you can't. You, you watch all thirteen, and the first thing you got is a load of questions. And then because there's so many topics on there, then you have to go, you can't deny it from what you see in it. So the only thing that you can do to pr- prove that that is wrong is mean you have to go and do looking. And as soon as you go looking, there is literally no getting away from it. And it just, I call it soul slapping. Your soul gets a slap left, right and centre, nonstop. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but it excited about i know absolutely nothing right now there's a lot for me to even learn so if i'm bored with life at the moment that just changes the game straight away (laughs) well and also you know what this this really did it for me too and this is kind of i think more in the beginning the first few episodes but the rainbow let's talk about the rainbow real quick because it's simple and everybody Mm -hmm. sees it you know often you can create a rainbow at home you can do what, mm-hmm. like a mirror and some, it needs water, right? And then, and then sun. So you can do the reflection thing. You see like a, like a straight rainbow, like on, on the wall. Okay. So now how do you, how do you curve a rainbow? You put a, like a, a glass, like a dome over it, right? The rainbow bends. There is a, there is a term for that, but I just can't think of it right now. So that causes the curvature of the rainbow. Okay. Here's my question. <laughs> We see these rainbows. Every time you see a rainbow outside, it's curved. You never see a straight ro- rainbow. If you think you see a straight rainbow, it's because you can't see the other part of it because it's cloudy or, you know, it's something's covering that. So why are our rainbows curving if we're on a round earth? The only thing that makes sense if there's a dome over us multiple times in the scriptures, the filament, firmament, excuse me, there's a firmament over us. Okay, double rainbow. Let's go to the double rainbow. Talk about the double rainbow because I never noticed this until you brought this to my attention, Harry. Um, Beckham might have mentioned like synchronicities and stuff, but there's, there's a lot of uh, synchronicities and on the right path. And rainbows are always one. And I was at a march in London and there was a friend with me. And I, I we again, same sort of conversation. There's a rainbow up there. Like, how's that curved? Um, so we, we we explained it, which we can come on to later. And then they also showed uh, what a double rainbow is to show that the double rainbow is reflecting off of something. Because if you look at a double rainbow, the colours are literally a reflection. Like the red would be at the bottom on one side, but it'd be top on the other. You are unable to explain that unless there is a glass thing over our head. The very next day she texts me a photo of the double rainbow. <laughs> the very next day. And then um, I shared this rainbow story with Becca and I received the double rainbow <laughs> that popped up <laughs> from her too. Um, but I, I think the, the rainbow, ho- so this is the problem with this topic. I think we've gone so far into it that people are like, what's that prove anything? But it's a big part of it once you n- understand the whole of it. So this is, this is the beauty of this. There's so many different parts to it. And once you start going down it, you, you, you have to try to find an answer. And what you'll find is what you've been told doesn't make any sense, not at all. Like the official narrative on most things, it, it, it's actually physically impossible to 
recreate through science. <laughs> science, I believe, was created to deter us from finding the truth. According to science, this isn't correct. Why, why did, who all of a sudden dubs scientists the answers to everything? I'm not saying that they haven't proved certain theories to be correct, but the, in a, like as a whole, especially um, pertaining to the round earth, get the fuck out of here. We never went to the moon. And it's so interesting because I never, I started questioning that about a year and a half, maybe a little longer, maybe two years ago when I was on the radio. And I remember I, I brought it up to my, uh, my co-hosts and they're like, oh, shut up. And I'm like, but think about it. We just see pictures of the moon. We just, they just show us, you know, these, these videos that are poorly put together. You know, there, there's this video of what is it that's taking off from the moon, this, this robot. Luna uh, lander. What, wait, what was <laughs> it? Like, it's the lunar lander, Apollo 11. <laughs> the Apollo 11. Yeah. Taking off. And all of a sudden they're like, there's rainbows shooting out from it. Like what the fuck? Like you, you totally, you could tell it was a bad show. Like it just, it was poorly put together and we believed it. Because why would we question that? And you know what also, like, since we're on the whole, you know, astronaut, well, I put us there, but the astronaut topic, there's, in these videos, there's multiple films of showing rockets trying to go up to space, okay, and all of a sudden turn. It's like they hit something above. And then just the best way to describe it, I'm putting the the cart before the horse here for a minute, but there is a watery substance above us, permanent. So there's this like watery substance um, above us. So that's why we're getting the rainbows. That's why we're getting the double rainbows that you're getting that reflection. Um, so when you see these videos of these rockets shoot up, they go straight, right? And then all of a sudden it's like they hit something and then they're, they're going lateral. They're, they're, they're curving against something that's above them. And it looks like it looks like a boat in water. You know how it makes the ripples behind it? That's exactly what's happening to these rockets. And then they go and explode somewhere. Have we ever actually seen a rocket like go all the way through? No, we haven't. We've only seen parts of it, right? We've only seen the, the parts that they, they want to show us. And, you know, obviously Holly, Hollywood's really good. We have all these amazing videos that look so real. You think that they can't make pictures up? Which actually, you know, they, they do try. There's a lot of um, fault you can find in these images if you look hard enough that they forget to put certain landmarks that they forget to, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's funny how we put so much trust in these images that they, they were to show us. And then like the way this documentary shows you, it's brilliant. They show you every angle. So you cannot question it. Like it literally, it doesn't just give you a piece and say, okay, now you're going to believe this. It shows you around the whole clock. It shows you the astronauts and how the mistakes that they made when they look like they were floating into space. They showed you like the wires that their harnesses that they, you know, forgot to, to cover up in one, one image. Like it, sh it breaks it down for you. And it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Well, the, the moon landing itself is the biggest bogus. The only reason we went to the moon was to get a photo of the earth the globe earth that we've been told for years, but they didn't actually have a photo of it. So that was the only reason we went to the, supposedly went to the moon. But again, question I ask anyone, anyone can't answer it, you get angry about it. What technology, what size of memory was the computer that got us to the moon? 
Oh, now the ego's going, oh, I don't know that one. 4,028 words of memory. That's four RAM. RAM <laughs> is about, four RAM is equivalent to about eight megabytes. That was the memory computer to get us to the moon in 1969. When we landed on the moon, President Nixon made a phone call to the astronauts. So proud of you guys, it's the best thing you did. What, what technology did he have to make that phone call? Didn't have internet then, no such thing as broadband. How did the, how did the astronauts answer that phone call? <laughs> stand on the moon, where was the plug sockets there? They were stand on the moon answering that phone call. You mentioned that lunar lander taking off. When it took off, the camera followed it. Who was doing the filming? <laughs> or, or what technology managed to track the thing going up? Like, it, it's laughable when you look at it. And, and again, I like doing it with questions now because you now have to come up with an answer. I know it's not right, but let me ask you a question. How do you know? So just the memory on its own. Can you show me then something that size, which is like less than the eight gigabyte iPhone, <laughs> so less than the eight gigabyte iPhone, if you put it into the perspective, got us to the moon and back. No way. No way. No way. Well, isn't it? And right. also the flag. Wasn't the flag like flapping in the wind? Is there wind on the moon? Because I, I didn't think there was. <laughs> no, yeah, apparently no gravity and gravity <laughs> is another. But there was a guy who literally went around to prove that we <laughs> to prove that we had been to the moon. That was his job. I just got to prove it. He literally couldn't do it. He had to, he got punched in the face by some of these astronauts or astronauts, as I say. He made them uh, swear on the uh, the Bible. They wouldn't do it. Like literally, not one person can do it. Buzz Aldrin is like a nut job now. You can see some of his interviews. He even admits that we haven't been to the moon, and he's there. Is he's got the the best one for all of it. And this one of my clients was a top partner of a law firm. She's in her 60s now. She was crying when she found this out. Wow. Because she's like, it was as a kid, she said, that was my thing. Like, I remember every part of the uh, this big day, historic day. And she said, and I, I send people to it, just go and look at the, the first interview of those three people after their moon landing. They've, they've apparently done the most amazing spectacular thing any human being has ever done think about it. it's gone to the moon look at their interview you tell me if they're lying or not you tell me if they're even happy not one of them does a smile not one one wants to be there they've just landed on the moon and come back again that should say oh you don't need to then even look into the other stuff you, you can prove it through that so sometimes it's like it's nice and interesting to go down these ones i try to go straight back to the source well can you tell me can you show me that bit and a lot of time you can't. So it's actually irrelevant whether the moon cycles are this. And But how do you know that we even got there? <laughs> mm -hmm. And that, that's what I love now is that I try to even simplify. I've gone, I've gone down all the rabbit holes to learn. But now I've now pulled it just up to the starting point. Same with COVID. Same with like um, coming back to the UK. What law have I broken? Yeah, but you haven't signed this and you haven't done this. Yeah, but what law have I broken? Can't answer it. So I've won then. It's like, that's my truth. I haven't broken any laws. So it's irrelevant what else you say. It's the same with, same with all this. So I just think it's what I like doing now is I prepare people. First of all, you go and watch this information and you want to tell everyone, right? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> right? 
and, and this is the thing with truth as well. So first of all, you get all this new information. You want to tell everyone. Who do you want to tell? The ones closest to you, the nearest, dearest. What are you met with? You lunatic. You shouldn't be wasting your time on this. You're so stupid. Who then questions herself? You've just found this truth out and you've got this feeling, this knowing inside you. You've still got questions, but straight away you can't even have just a conversation without the amount of aggression, anger and stuff. So I help people prepare that now through my soul coaching by just paying attention to energy, body language, knowing that this is your truth. They're going to react. Expect the reaction, but notice it. Pick up on their body language. Pick up on their words. Watch how angry they get. And soon as you're prepared for that, you're noticing things about people that maybe you weren't aware of before. And you're like, oh, my God, he is angry. Oh, my God, he, he can't come back with an answer. He's just getting aggressive. Oh, my God, he's sending me on Google. But I've already told you. <laughs> like, it's the same process again and again. It's like it's preparing people for that next stage. Because, again, people aren't awake to certain things, which is fine. It's not their time yet. And But in that time, it doesn't need to be an argument and and also receiving every single sort of name that you can think of, losing friends that like I've had all of that over the years. So the truth's coming out more and more in all these different things. And we're, we're slowly waking up to being deceived. We're slowly waking up that they're putting loads of crap in our food and our water systems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our kids, all this nonsense at school that actually has no relevance to our future lives. And we're in a world where we're anxious and we've got mental health issues, but yet kids don't get shown any of that stuff. They get, oh. So we're corrupted like all day. So for me, I don't like the system that we're in. <laughs> it hasn't served me for a little while. There's so much division between the people. doesn't need to be. If we were just shown good stuff on the news, if we were shown success stories, if we was just had transparency in terms of what are they spending this trillion dollar package or this climate change agenda, what are they actually spending the money on? Let's see it. Well, let's talk space. £50 billion a day NASA was making on taxpayers' money. If you go and have a look at what they're spending their money on, on experiments in space, have a look at the experiments they're doing. They're laughing at you. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Mm. Oh, yeah, and as a mom of two little boys, like... <laughs> I'm like, oh, I get to teach my kids. I get to undo everything that they've learned in school. Not everything, but the majority. And yeah, that's going to be fun, especially being, you know, uh, divorced. So they have their dad. And I hope one day that he realizes this. But of course, they're going to go to dad and be like, dad, mom thinks the the earth is flat. What do you think he's going to say to them? Yeah, but that's the problem is it doesn't matter what you think. Ask them the questions. The kids are the best. They are. Especially... They're the best because it's logic. It's childlike logic. There's no ego. There's no, oh, I've been told that at my university and that lecturer has got so many different PhDs and stuff. Your kids don't need that. But what your kids do get, and this is where it really shocked me, is conditioned. If you go on YouTube, if you go on all the TV programs throughout the day, go and look at how many astronauts are there. Go on how many space adventures there are. Go and look at all the, uh, the games that we play, you're fighting wars in space. Your kids grow up for the first seven years as a sponge, subconscious, soaking in all this stuff that you don't even know what they're learning. Mm-hmm. So that becomes their truth. So you don't then have questions of how are we staying on the ball upside down, spinning a thousand miles an hour, going around the sun six, six miles an hour. <laughs> we don't ask those questions when we're adults because we've already been drummed into us that this is just true. Well, and then my it's funny that you said that because kids are the best. They They ask the most 
profound and simplest questions. Cause I, I was, I was briefly, you know, working my way into telling Boston. I love Boston's he's my little explorer. He loves to look at the map and, you know, and Tucker's, you know, falling right in his footsteps and he wants to go to New York. He wants to go to all these places, Paris, and he has a list. And I was like, Hey honey, <laughs> I just, we're going to explore this, but I just want you to know the, the earth is flat. And he starts laughing at me. He's like, okay, mom. And I was like, no, really though. He's like, okay, what, how do we have gravity then? He came back with that answer. And I was like, uh, which I don't like gravity doesn't exist, right? If you're on flat earth, it's. Let, let me just explain what people subscribe to first, okay. because we've done a few things, but if you believe that the world is a globe, before we start any of this, the rest of this conversation, this is what you subscribe to. So you subscribe to being on a, on a globe that's got a 15 degree tilt. We've got some people living upside down in Australia, and we've got planes and ships that go upside down. Remember, I can see the whole earth. So if I zoom right in onto the ocean, that, that ship should be upside down. We're also spinning at a thousand miles an hour, a thousand. We're also the sun going around, the earth, sorry, going around the sun 365 days of a year at 66.6 thousand miles an hour. Not only that, we're in the Milky Way, so our solar system is actually shooting through space at 500,000 miles an hour. That's what you subscribe to. Unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's where we start on, on this playing field, first of all. That's what you subscribe to, everything that I just said. And then you've also got the question that always comes back. So I'd say, how, how do you explain the oceans sticking to the earth and all the buildings? Gravity. Okay, this is how you win this one. What gravity do you subscribe to? What comes up must come down. But what, what type is that? As a force, right? Yeah. That one. The people go like that. So we call that Newtonian gravity. Do you know when that was um, the theorized? What year? Uh-uh. 1600s. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Okay. So Newton come up with this theory, a theory of gravity. So I'm, I'm called a conspiracy theorist. Newton's a theorist too with gravity. So we're both theorists. <laughs> so he come up with this notion that if you held out a force, you drop it and, and it hits the floor, that's what gravity is. For those that don't know, I asked you what, uh, what gravity do you subscribe to? In 1915, the intelligent man, Freemason, the intelligent man, Einstein, come along. <laughs> and he... He then come up with his own theory, which was the bending of space and time. And at that period, he also then superseded. So he dismissed uh, Newtonian gravity. So it superseded. So for those who don't know, it replaced. It dismissed that one. And this is now what mainstream is going with. So since 1915, the theory of gravity is the bending of space and time. So that what you just did drop in, the force, that's not what you subscribe to. Mainstream tells you in 1915. So they're theories, never been proven. It's just a force. Just like COVID, the, this really killer virus that no one's seen but heard it on the news and saw some numbers presented to you. That's pretty much like space too. So this, this is what we've been told. And first of all, so the funny thing that I like about all this is gravity is the answer that everyone goes to. But when you ask 100 people what gravity that they subscribe to, I get a hundred different answers every single time. 
We're told this is fact. The other question I ask everyone, how do you know we're spinning a thousand miles an hour? It, that's seeing that's interesting because I've I feel like you would feel it if we were spinning that fast, right? You'd feel some shift. Like it would it's it would be like you're on a boat, I feel like, but we're not. We're not feeling that. So how do you know that we're spinning a thousand miles? We're told we spin twenty four hours a day. Fuck. That's a great question. <laughs> and and it can't be answered. So whatever you're told as fact, as fact, as truth, that really should come back with, here's all the way. Let me show you a different camera angle. There's no, there's none. You know, what about the seasons? And what about this? Like, that doesn't prove the earth spins (laughs) at all. Because we see the sun go round our sky. We're not spinning. If you do star circles, if you put uh, the phone on time-lapse or your cameras on time-lapse, you type it in Google, it's amazing. It perfect circles. The North Star doesn't move. They all go round it. We're told actually, <laughs> no, that's moving. We're moving. <laughs> like we're shooting through space at, at 500,000 miles an hour. That's our solar system. You wouldn't have the same star signs, same star astrology every single year, like clockwork. You wouldn't have that if you're going through infinite space. They're light years away. You'd have left them behind. We're, so again, another thing that people really find it hard to get around. And this was really hard for me as well. When you say flat earth, the first thing you're like, oh, what happens at the edge? Firstly, we're not in space. If you can accept that first, we're not in space. Space is above us. We look, there's lights in the sky. That is up there, but we're not there. We're not like this magic flat island that's floating in space. But if anyone says, what's the edge of the earth then? Will you just fall off? I'm like, what's at the edge of space? That's even more hard to get your head around because apparently it's growing at 2 million miles per second. So can you imagine if I had a balloon? You know, you blow the balloon bubbles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so imagine if I blew in one second 2 million miles of it. <laughs> How the hell do they work that one out? <laughs> the sun. <laughs> so, like these, these are the funny things. When you actually take the time to look at what you've been told, we're told that the sun is 93 million miles away. And over the course of history, that's actually changed a number of times. But we're told at the moment, current stats, 93 million miles. How did they work that out? <laughs> They'll probably, what? I'm sure they'd say, like, our satellites went there, which is bullshit, too. Yes, this is another one. <laughs> so you can see, guys, there's lows and lows. And I, I, I like it because I try to disprove all of it. And as soon as you go in, so here's one for you on Google, type in real, real photos of satellites. <laughs> you tell me what comes up. There's cartoons everywhere. <laughs> Not one real photo of a satellite. They're cartoons. If you try saying that they're real, you need to get your eyes tested. But that's not me being horrible. Satellites don't exist. But all this stuff, why would they lie? So the first one I said about your foundations the second one I mentioned earlier, 50 billion pounds a day. I think it's slightly less now, but the taxpayers' money goes to space, space capital. What we say at the moment, oh, we need to go to Mars because we're, we're using all the land in the UK, in the UK, <laughs> in the world. We're using all the land. We're only on about 10% of our, our land in the world. Like we're all squashed in. Drive through, drive through the States. There's a lot of land there. There that, is, like, yeah. Yeah. 
why do we need to go to Mars and melt ice caps and find if there's life on it? Like, it's nonsense. Think about it. Where's that money going? We just accept that that's, oh, that's great. We're going to be doing these amazing things for mankind. Where's that money going? And what gets even more scary, guys, is when you start looking at what they show you, these images. NASA will admit they're not real images, CGI, they'll admit it. There's only one ever apparent real photo of the Earth. It's called the Blue Marble, 1975. If you search that on Google, the Blue Marble, 1975, and then the next question is, where are the satellites? <laughs> but there's literally, you've got the whole Earth, you can see it all. Where's the satellites? Where they've all gone? Mm-hmm. So sorry, I'm, I'm going on one, but the, the, this is why it frustrates me that we've been told these things as truths, as facts, and and because it's kind of irrelevant once you start growing up, we don't. Oh, it's up there. Like, what doesn't it impact our lives? But if you flipped it, it, it impacts your life so much. Your whole life becomes a lie. You've been born into a lie, which then means. And this is the spiritual part of all of this. It means we're created. We are a creation, which means we're not insignificant. How many people say, oh, there must be other humans on this uh, universe. It's so big. There must be other life force just like us somewhere. Again, we're just saying that we're insignificant. Imagine if we were the only life force just on this realm. There might be spiritual beings and everything, but we're the only life force. We were created. Would there be wars between us? (laughs) <laughs> if you knew that you're created you're god's children there wouldn't be wars you've all got your part to play yeah we've all got our dharmas. we're all connected why we're all brothers and sisters why would we fight each other hmm? who benefits from that out of all the people same electric at the top nasa are the only company and there might be other space agencies but they're all linked nasa is the only one that shows you images it'll show you videos and again Up in dark side of the moon, NASA footage. It's a time lapse of the dark side of the moon, which you never see, (laughs) because apparently it spins just at the right time to us, uh, that we only see the one side. The type of time lapse, dark side of the moon, tell me if you think that's real. And that's the thing, when you start looking into stuff, you're literally fighting your ego so much if you try saying it's real, because it can't be. It's literally... They rub it in your face. It's there in plain sight. I've got I've got images of uh, rockets that actually look like a toilet holder and a USB thing. And I'm I'm scratching. I'm like, no, they can't. They can't make it that stupid. And when you look at it, you're like, oh, my God. And I think their game is money's irrelevant for us. It's about power and control. Let's see how stupid we can make it. Type in Pluto, the real planet of Pluto, NASA. There's a blooming outline of the Pluto dog on the planet, the marble that you see in space. <laughs> <laughs> they rub it in your face. Well, it just like these. Well, it, just real quick, it's it's interesting because I I remember I used to love watching movies. I hardly ever watch TV movies anymore because it makes me sick because pedo Hollywood and all that fun stuff. We'll, we'll go. We'll get down that uh, rabbit hole in another time, but. I, I remember watching certain movies. I'm like, oh, this is just, it seems so, so real. Like, it's just, how do, who comes up with these? Like, where do they get their ideas? They got to come somewhere. And you know, the interesting thing is, and before they actually showed this on this documentary, they did a comparison with it. But before they got to that, I kept thinking, this is like the fucking Truman Show. Have you ever seen the Truman Show? Where mm-hmm. they're, they're in the, the, 
it's like a flat earth, right? They're in the dome. And he mm-hmm. starts figuring it out. And like, you know, you have like this, these elite above watching him and um, feeding them with certain things from the media and all these lies. It's we are living in the Truman Show. Great, spot on. Even though, but the, the difference is, you know, God or the divine or whatever source created this, not man. And they wish mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, and that's what I think it is. It's that you've got people that have got power. This has gone on for bloodlines. It's gone on for years. So if you can't be God, the closest way you can do it is get people's energy all onto one thing. And you get as close to God as you can. That's your power. And then to get even more power from God is you do everything the opposite. So these horrendous things you're doing is literally the opposite of what God is. And I wasn't religious at all. I still wouldn't say I'm religious. I'm, I'm definitely spiritual. I definitely believe there's a creator. I call God energy. It's the energy that we're all literally sitting in. Like we are part of the universe. So I, I know that as, as my truth. Um, but we're told like there's a man in the sky or we've got to pray to Jesus who's the son of God. And like when we're praying to someone else, it's in the way. And this will challenge a lot of people. I'm a son of God. You're a daughter of God. We're all, we're all children of God. Jesus, I believe, was very awakened and he had healing capabilities, but he knew how to ask. He knew how to do, but he was still a son of God, a very special man. But I would still pray to God. God is the highest source. God is the creator. So by going down to someone else, I think we can pray with and pray for people. But if I literally just put all my faith on a character that I don't know about, I think I'm disconnecting from the bigger source, the bigger creator. That's my opinion. Again, like religion's a tough one because we're born into it. We've been told certain stuff. But even if you take religion, for example, there's certain religions that just like went across the world, but with the Spanish Inquisition and, and Portugal, they invaded South America and they brought religion with them. They were killing the indigenous to believe in God or you're gonna die. Like, if there was a God with Christianity and stuff, that would have been everywhere. It wouldn't need to be forced on people. You would have just connected. Sorry, I was just going to just play off of that, Harry, is can you imagine if instead of worshiping one one person or one being, not saying that we don't respect that and, and don't love his creation and, and us, but can you imagine flipping that and connecting with ourselves? Because we are God, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that, connect, that's the that's the connect with yourself. Yeah, it's even like going to heaven. It's like we're waiting to go to heaven. We can start with heaven right now. Like heaven is now, hell is now. We live in hell in our head. We got all these angry thoughts, and all. we live in heaven. We can do. Uh, I was going to say we just don't have to wait. It's not. So I I think death is an illusion. We just go on the spiritual journey, but we create where we go to. So rather than just fearing of dying and the whole older part of our life, we're worried about dying. Imagine just enjoying that, knowing that you're going to go off to somewhere else after because I'm in heaven right now. Well, and, and, and also playing off of that, I love this. This is from the Bible, I'm assuming. I don't ever read the Bible, but I love certain quotes from it, and sometimes they resonate with me. Um, there's this one you were talking about. You can have... I mean, we can be who we want to be. We can have what we want to be. It, it's it's and just like you're talking about Jesus. You thought 
he was very aware. He was very uh, awakened and he knew how to ask. He knew how to get the things that he needed in life. And there's this, this is from the Bible. This is Matthew 7, 7, uh, 7 verse 8. Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that, okay, he's making me have a lisp here. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. And he that seeketh, findeth. And him that knocketh, what? It's a lot of shall be opened. You know, it's it's that easy. Like, and I and I tell people, people are like, well, I don't know how to get my answer. Just ask, ask and wait. Yeah. Wait in silence. Yeah. Ask. Connect with yourself. Yeah, it's that, that literally, I think how simple it is. And it, remember, it's literally whatever happens in your life is your life. Something could be going on over here in the UK. You don't know about it. It doesn't affect you. It's not in your life. So whatever in your life, that's part of your creation. You still have a choice of how to perceive it all. Like you are your own God. If you choose to be confident and know that and ask. And like you said, when you wait, have faith. We don't know about time. Well, if we have faith that it is a creation and we do, we are here for a reason. We have got a purpose. Maybe that test at the moment is just say, look, I'm going to make you feel a bit of suffering at the moment. I'm going to give you a bit of challenges and I'm going to put these people in front of you just to test you. But that's all it is, is a test, it's a teaching. And when you overcome all these things, you've been through a lot in your lifetime. I've had my own different battles and stuff. And I look back and I'm like, I've owned all of that. I'm, I'm so happy that that actually happened because that's where I am right now. So again, it's part of the process, the human being experience it kind of goes back to the whole having those positive thoughts and uh, positive words of affirmation. Um, I shared with you today, and this is also from um, the, this, I don't know which episode, I can't remember, probably like episode 10 or 11, but it talks about water. Um, that What is that doctor? Uh, doctor, is it Emoto? Dr. Emoto. Yeah. Uh, did this research where he froze water and then he um, examined them through like, uh, words of affirmation or hate speech or different uh, types of music. And it's these little individual snowflakes or uh, not snowflakes, but what are they called? Like little ice, ice flakes, you know, because he froze the water. And these, these images that he did side by side comparison, like here's one that he, he said to some water that's saying, you make me sick and, and all these negative words. And then compared to the same, same water strain um, saying thank you and I love you. It's so too different. Like the one that he gave all these beautiful words of affirmation to, it's in the most perfect form, the geometric form. And then the one that he said all these negative things is like just splattered everywhere. Just, it just looks bad. And it's so interesting how that works. And I freaking, I ate that up like, cause I'm like all about drinking you know, good water. And I know that our water system's very flawed and uh, all the poison stuff that's dripped into our water. Um, so I was like all over that. And I, I think it's so important to um, be careful what you say, be careful what you think, because what you think and say is what you become and can also can obviously affect other people in a negative way or positive way. You could do the same experiment with kids. Uh, with kids, kids do the same experiments with plants. Sorry, so you go in a school and you say all bad words to one plant. So 
you can search that on the internet. It's loads of them. The plants die, the ones that get all the bad words. So energy is that that's how powerful it is. So again, with the music, <clears throat> ding, that's still vibration that goes through your body. The words that you say, positive or negative, it goes through your body. Your food you eat, it's energy. So like literally everything comes back down to energy. So if the plants have it, the water has it, the food has it. I'm made up of like 70 to 80% of water. I eat food. <laughs> I'm on this earth that's also vibrating at 1.83 hertz, a human residence, which, which is exactly what we vibrate when we're optimal. We are effectively the universe. So how people can challenge that is like it makes sense on, in, on our isolation. But collectively, if we just paid attention to our energy, bless your foods, prayer, all these things that we just do without really thinking about it. Now it makes more sense to me when I put it to an energy standpoint. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> and I haven't even got to this part yet. I just had my, my wellness treat retreat just recently and I didn't get to bring my nice yummy Enavi water. And so I had to drink the tap water there and you know, they say it's safe to drink, but I know what's in the water. And so I actually, every time I filled up my glass and I, and I was so proud of myself right now, um, that, cause I didn't see this until, um, just until like two days ago, but I filled up my glass of water and I like put my hands over it and I just kind of blessed it and, and thanked it and, and asked for it to be healthy for my body. And I did that every time. And people looked at me and they're like, oh, okay, Becca. I'm like, no, like this is important. I don't know what's in this water. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to give it my energy and, you know, think it and have gratitude in my heart because I believe in that. And so, yeah, just had a boast for a minute. <laughs> and, and then one on that as well, gargling. Uh, what are you doing to the water? <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and you can sing to it and you can put your intentions into that gargling before it comes into your mouth. So with, with, with the water, it's information. Water flows. That is what water is. If you look at the river, it flows. The moment you pick it up and stick it in a bottle, you've lost, lost its natural rhythm, all the information of the universe. So before it goes into your mouth, you need to give it a bit of a, a, a song and dance. That's energy. That's blessings. That's what I believe. Life is flowing. You can't literally stand still life. <laughs> so it keeps moving. A wave is not a wave unless it keeps moving. <laughs> exactly. And... Um... I, so Harry, I want to give them, I kind of want to give them a little like of a precursor of what they're getting into the first few episodes. Do you remember what the first few episodes talked about? I know it talked about the buildings. We kind of covered that, um, how it shows you the, the architecture of the buildings and when power tools were made and how things weren't possible in creating these type of magnificent buildings and what they really, um, hold in them. Uh, you know, antennas and things like that. And so I can't remember what other things that they get into. Oh, the, the repopulating the, the world with the, the babies in the incubators, which blows my mind having, oh my gosh, let's go to a fair and there's babies there in incubators. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> you guys, this is insane. So it's like Harry said, it's not just about the flat earth and it is, but it's not like it, sh it uncovers everything that if you've ever had questions about, or if you've never thought about it, it, it gets you thinking it's absolutely brilliant. So Harry, can you just walk us through just a little bit of what they're going to discover in the first few episodes? We will, 
return on the subject um, probably next week or two weeks and just kind of walk then walk you guys through the rest of the, you know, the next few uh, episodes. Yeah. Okay. So the first one, it starts with the, the flat earth as a, a, a concept, which I always say, just get through that one. The second one and the third one, we start looking at the buildings, all your history, which you've led to believe, literally just gets crunched on <laughs> completely because it shows you the perspective. It shows you this monstrosity of a, a creation of a building. And then below, in certain places of the world in the 1800s, there's no one there. It's just literally ghost town. And then if you look at the timelines of when some of these buildings or cities were created, like San Francisco, for example, it's impossible. Like it was a full on developed city and it was empty. Midday photos from the, the sunlight and stuff as well. So it really gets you questioning. Then it goes on to uh, highlighting how uh, everything that we experience is a micro and a macrocosm. So what happens within our body and around our body and the energy and stuff also happens on a bigger scale with the earth. And it shows you about magnetism, vibrations, water, and it just puts a lot into uh, perspective. Then it shows you like these old star forts and star cities and how these towns were, they were all like sufficient with canals and um, it, it was structured in such an intelligent way, impossible to make the canals with the technology they had back then from what we're told. So effectively our history is or is his story. So the story is completely being changed uh, to fit a narrative. And you can see all this when you go and see the buildings, like America and Australia and, and different places. They weren't around for that long, the history books say. As soon as you see these buildings, you're like, oh, well, that got there? That, that, that couldn't have been there then. It, it literally challenges everything. Then it goes into... Oh, quite a lot actually it's, it's, it goes into some of the darker stuff that what is going on in the world with the governments and the children it looks at uh what i found really amazing was the trees which we can come on to that was um that blow your mind a little bit and then all of this all the way through you're literally learning stuff and and I've, i i send this to everyone that's ready to watch it i don't just send it to everyone because it is a lot to digest <laughs> your mind is blown after but I've had people literally watch it all the way through. My mate texted me the other day and said, oh, my mum's on episode nine. She only started today. <laughs> and like, people have texted me and said, uh, mate, I feel my soul feels like this is, I need to see this. Like I, I've got meaning now. And it's amazing. It's the reactions of other people because all the way through, they'll text me like they, uh, <laughs> you sent me some screenshots and stuff as well. People would text me because it's like, oh my God. And all I say is, wait till episode 13. <laughs> Just wait till episode 13. <laughs> and it gets better and better and better. Some of them are a bit more science heavy. But like Becca said earlier, the guy, the way he does it, he will get in your head thinking what you're thinking. That can't be right. No, we're just going good. He literally shows you from that viewpoint because we've all been there too. And that's what I like about it. It's not jump down your face. It's not, this is right. And duh, duh, duh. He gets you thinking. As soon as you step outside your house, <laughs> everything's so different after that. Let me ask you this, Harry. You've watched, obviously, all of them, probably multiple times. Um, what was the most disturbing for you? What part was it? Uh, I, I wouldn't say disturbing because uh, all these topics I've 
kind of touched on over the years. What was really uh, good for me, though, was the buildings one, never even come across that. And so I've looked at, like, when it flat earth is 2015, I got in, I did a post on Instagram, I got absolutely ridiculed for it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely ridiculed. But it was much like the flat earth, I don't even like calling it flat earth. It's not, I don't know what we're potentially on, but we're not on a spinning globe. So I, I just say heliocentrism, which I've studied now for about eight years, is wrong all of it's backwards it doesn't make sense so i just don't agree with heliocentrism this is what you're told but what it does it 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 shows you what the lies all over the world for me that is the core foundation any person telling you about space now and these space frontiers and this planet they're lying completely lying anyone tells me about history about all these churches and stuff they're lying they're not churches they're or what they say, they're like power stations, they're energy grids, they're batteries. But again, you have to watch it to make sense of it. But you also then see who's lying to you on the news, who's lying to you with these so-called truthers. You, you, you can spot through all the nonsense now. So again, when COVID comes, it's the same people telling you all this other stuff. They're showing you space on the TV, they're lying to you. So they can't just, like same with NASA, if you don't believe we went to the moon, how do you now believe in the stuff now? It's not like they've just changed their tune. Actually, we're not going to lie anymore. Um, uh, so the biggest uh, interesting one was the buildings because I hadn't seen that. And then the very end one, because what it showed you back is also all our history and all the different cultures and all the different tribes, the indigenous, the Mayans, the Incas, and they all got scriptures and all got drawings of the same thing, all of us. <laughs> There's, a, okay, the... You know, there. I told you that the firmament. Did I say that right now? That's actually in a lot of scriptures, and I've never, you know, coming from a religious background, um, I'd never heard about the firmament. So why even? Let me ask people that are in re- religion. Like, why didn't you guys hear about firmament? And did you? Why didn't you question what a firmament was? Um, here's a scripture right here. This is. Uh, here we go. This is Genesis chapter one, verse 10. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters, which were under the firmament from the waters, which were above the firmament. And it, and it was so, and God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of waters called the seas. And it was good. I, I grew up in a very religious home. Never once did I hear the word firmament. And it's in, that's just one, uh, one chapter, one section. Like it's, it's throughout the whole Bible. Why, why didn't anybody question that? Or why haven't I heard that? Mm -hmm. Is it because they're. Because they, they, they don't know either. Like that that's the funny thing was oh everyone would know about it no they don't it's the small percentage of people at the top that do you got teachers and you got like <clears throat> uh not astrologists what's the other uh, uh, astronomy astronomy is all nonsense when you realize this so people their whole life study this an astrophysicist it's a lie it's just based on what you've been shown and I've got, I've got interviews, but most of these stuff is banned. I've got all the videos saved. 
But I've got interviews where a guy had to pretend who he was to be a journalist to in interview the top astrophysicist at the time. He went on stage with her. Uh, actually, no, he didn't go on stage with that one. He went on stage with a climate gender person. He went on stage with this astrophysicist. He asked about five or six questions and she couldn't answer any of them. And she clocked on after that he believed that the world wasn't spinning and quickly wanted to interview it, got really angry. This needs to be deleted. And again, it, it's if it was true, you'd be able to say why. You'd be able to have it. You wouldn't lie. They put people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's the biggest actor. He's actually got actor on his Wikipedia profile. He, he would come on as the spokesperson. He's like the new Einstein. And he even went on camera and said, the Earth's actually uh, opaque. It's like a pear shape now. It's a bit thicker in the middle, a bit thinner at the top now. He's lying to you. Like, there's no pear shape. We've been showing a globe Earth for the last ever how many years from NASA. When did it turn into a pear? <laughs> but they say all these things and no one questions it. And, and people think I'm nuts. All I want is a, just a simple answer. There should be a satellite with the technology that we have to give you a 24-hour camera so you can see us going upside down under the thing. You'd have a satellite would show you. Mm -hmm. There's not, like people say, the space station. The space station on its own is going 17,000 miles an hour or 12,700 miles an hour, I think, around the Earth. And again, you can check all these numbers. I've looked into them so much. <laughs> well, it's interesting, like the airlines, right? If you ever notice the routes that they take, they completely go off these most random, like out of the way routes. So they don't go over. And obviously this is going, putting the cart before the horse again, but there's a reason why they don't go over the North Pole because that's like a big mag magnetic uh, force. Like the, the big, uh, what do they call it? The rock, the mountain, the tree of life, like all that. They say that it's too cold. The airplanes won't work. So we can fly to space and go through all that temperature change, but we can't fly over the North Pole. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to ask my pilot friend too. I'm like, have you ever flown over the North Pole? Because they can't. They will not allow any airlines to fly over it. So they, they make them go all these different routes because, oh, it's too cold for the airplane. Bullshit. And, and then Antarctica is, is highly uh, guarded. You know, the, the places where like the end of the earth are, you know, or the end of the uh, firmament or whatever. That's you can't go there. Yeah, organized trips, let's see, uh, arm and a leg at a costa, and you only can stay in a little bit. Even Antarctica. So, what this model suggests is that there's a big ice wall all the way around us. You're shown on Google, there's a little rock at the bottom of the earth, which is a South Pole. Then you'll get videos of these explorers that have got their GPRS, they've got a real compass. That compass would go be pointing north still. But they say, Oh, we're here got a little pole in the ground it's not it's not there's no south pole it's the magnetic north the tree of life mount mount maru shambhala black rock all the scriptures from all the things all points there even captain hook when he used to explore on his boat there's a, a um the scripture where he wrote to say that we literally couldn't find an opening we were traveling for days around this ice sheaf and then when they got to mount um like north pole all metals on the ship at a certain point just all went just all flew off wow so and you can go and find all this stuff as well so this is another thing with history how do you know it's true y you don't so you can't then argue someone well this is the way it was you can have a discussion what would it look like or what about this so this is what i've come up with it becomes interesting 
That's the way that I think we should work together, not about, this is right because my teacher, Mr. Gregory in science, told me this. <laughs> the last thing that I'm going to touch, that I want to touch on, like, let's, Chris, Christopher Columbus, okay? Apparently he, he sailed around the entire earth and he's the one that said, oh, it's round. Like, how, how do we know that, like, how did he know it was round? Well, to start with, I still think it is round, but it's a flat round. Yeah. <laughs> we still go. So I reckon he mostly went east, uh, he navigated the earth. But he didn't do it, it like any boat um, cruise now and even the radar, the radar doesn't bend. It doesn't go, oh, we're going to go over this bit now. And it's on a flat thing. But if you actually look at the maps that the, the boats use for navigation, it's all flat. If you look at astrology, a guy called Santos Bonacci, amazing. And he always said that, because his astrology and his information was amazing for years, and he said, I knew I was teaching the right thing, but it was on the wrong model. And as soon as I was shown this model, it just all fit into place like clockwork. <laughs> the stars are your clocks. The, the star signs, the astrology, like that's the only truth that you can actually ever take by looking up, knowing that they're always going to be in the same place every time. So there's something more significant to the stars too, which I'm learning a bit more now. My soul goes to the stars at night time. That's why I believe. <laughs> I love it. But what do you think? What do you think now? Because that's a question as well. Because I, I get excited when people. For me, it's a spiritual journey. This whole documentary on its own, because you have to trust in your now your intuition. <laughs> you notice your ego go off everywhere. Now you're present. Now you get this information. You now have to make a choice. It's like ego, soul, and now being present. It's three key teachings. So, like, from what was presented to you in terms of what's this to where you are now, what? how would you describe that? You know, it's interesting because, I mean, I've been, I feel like I was thrown into my spiritual awakening, which I'm obviously grateful for. Um, so I feel like this is a big part of my spiritual awakening. And I feel like it it only confirms what I feel and it's 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 aligning with me and so when i started watching these it was like it was like the adding the the melodies to my symphony symphony you know it was it was it felt so right and it felt like oh my gosh i'm not insane for the the visions that i've seen um for the things that i felt during certain ceremonies for um the the path that i'm on it it it's an alignment for me it's, it's, it's a knowing when you have that knowing, then I feel like your life, you just, you have that purpose. The knowing is because people are like, well, what does it matter? What does it matter that you know this? What is I mean, we've lived this long knowing these lies. What does it matter? It, it, it's, oh my gosh, like it's so different when you have the knowing and it's, it's, you just have to know, you just have to be there. And like, once you have that knowing, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like living a whole new life again. So for me, it was just adding to my tool belt. It was just adding, you know, the rest. It, I was finally got the whole recipe. So now I can continue to cook these wonderful, amazing things and for other people to partake of. And, and it's also, you know, a confirmation for me, knowing that um, I, I have a voice and I'm going to use it. And I know people are going to listen, whether they like it or not but it's something's going to trigger in them. If, if it doesn't fit right um, in the very beginning for them, it's at least going to get them to question things. And I think once you start questioning and going down that road, you'll, you'll feel the alignment. 
you'll trust your intuition and you'll know. And then, yeah. And, it, and it's a domino effect. I'm, you know, I, I, I told you, I share this with you today, Harry, about there was a part in, um, I think probably episode 11 or 12, where it talks about the trees and it talks about how we had these giant trees. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but, or, or at least like try not to sound crazy when you haven't seen it. But we had these historical like giant trees that look like, you know, mountains or rocks now when they were really trees. If you look close enough, you see like the root system. You see the um, how they go into the ground and how it's like just chopped off on the top. Like these, these were humongous, like giant ass trees. And I remember when I first um, had a plant medicine uh, ceremony, one of the visions that I saw was me becoming a, a tree. And I, and I never even like knew of like the tree of life or anything. I didn't know any of that. And I didn't understand why I was becoming a tree and I didn't, I didn't fully grasp it. Um, and, and gold has always been kind of mixed in with this tree and gold is like spirituality for me. And so then, you know, furthering my spiritual awakening, I keep having these visions of trees and me becoming a tree. And then it, it keeps getting more vivid each time. It's like, like I said, it's like the puzzle keeps getting uh, more put together. And I had, you know, and I sent you this post and I shared it on my stories today, actually. Um, it was a post I made, I think probably a few weeks ago, I had a very profound vision of me becoming a tree again but it was obviously, it was more detailed. I had fruit at the ends and then I saw people taking the fruit and it was gold fruit and them eating it. And then all of a sudden their eyes opening, like a, a alertness, a being awake. And I knew that is part of my life purpose is to help people wake up and to do it in a loving way. Um, and then I had a, a and then right before I, I did a, a meditation before um, I spoke with you on this, on this show, I saw, I felt the tree, like I, I felt the trees, these, these big trees, um, from like centuries ago, I felt like the animals in the trees, I felt that the fruit being produced, I felt it, felt them being cut down and then regrowth again, and then shooting up into the heavens. And then like the branches, just me being the branches, like just overtaking, like, so much of the world and it was just it was so beautiful and i'm not saying that i'm a savior or anything i'm not going down that road because there was another vision where we everybody became trees and we all intertwined like we were living in harmony again because i believe that we did have harmony i believe that there was no wars uh, a long time ago and i believe that that we will get to that point and so i, I we all become trees we all get intertwined because we're all connected and so it was just cool to keep to understand why I'm seeing it, it's it's just making sense. Got a lot of questions as well. <laughs> I get excited what downloads are going to come to me. I don't question it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Just let it flow. I'm in the flow. Yeah, you are at the moment. You are absolutely smashing it at the moment as well. Uh, you've got a little fan club over here from the UK now. Do I really? <laughs> the lads talk. Yeah, and the lads talk health uh, lives. It's like, oh, Becca's on again. It's like, hey, <laughs> your your messages are powerful. Thank you. I love what you do, Harry. I love the knowledge that you have, and I love that finally people are hearing and seeing it for what it's worth. 
Um, I know that you just actually, you just launched um, a, a coaching program. Can you tell people a little bit about it and how they can find you? Yeah. So everything that we've done over the years is, is, is loads of information. There's so much out there. It's, it's kind of condensed it all. Uh, within the coaching, it's like a membership site. So it's, it's creating a community. And especially in the world that we live in at the moment, there's such a divide more than ever. Like even within families, you've got vaccinated, unvaccinated, and there's separation just that on that topic alone. So this is a place where people can come in. It's a safe space. You're heard. You can tell your story. Um, but you also then connect with other people that are just looking to learn and, and grow. So within that, there's like a monthly coaching session. Uh, you get two educational workshops on all sorts, fitness, nutrition, sleep, meditation, breath work. So that goes on over the period of the year. Uh, there's daily experiences, meditations, breath work again. Like you get loads. But also there's this resource center. <laughs> and I had fun creating it. It's like literally my rabbit hole. When people are like, oh, where do I start? I'm like, that's a very hard question. I kind of created a journey pattern wow and what i first takes you back <clears throat> to world war one initially just to show you how wars have been funded by both sides even during war there was only a small group of people that benefited that made all the engines that made all the uh, the roads made all the uniforms all the weapons same people and then it follows the timeline back up so you go to the jfk assassination you then go further on to 9 11 but you see it's the same people involved. And as soon as you can start following that, you can see where the de deception lies. Like, so that made more sense. That's foundations. I've got sections on this topic, heliocentrism, that we spoke about, um, all stuff on 9-11, which was kind of my awakening to the, the truth stuff. Then you've got the, the nastiest stuff with the, the paedophilia, the human trafficking. But again, I think it's important to be aware of that within this it's like you know the information is already being watched it's been i can back it up with a story james can back it up with a story too of how it influenced our lives and it just keeps growing and, and that's what i like about this now it's a place where you can come and learn and again it's a place to go and ask questions after you've had this stuff and actually discuss it rather than defending this new information that you got and you're 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 having confrontation, that's the worst when you find out new information. It's like when you, you find out something that people can accept, you want to share it with them. It's your joy. And that's, again, the hardest thing with truth is some people, not, they don't accept it. But then they take it out on you for just thinking slightly differently. And going back to the final one, sorry, we're all creation. And there's only one of you ever. <laughs> if you go all the way back through history, there's only been one of you. That means you're pretty special, you're pretty unique. So if you're unique, it means you have your own thoughts, your own opinions. <laughs> so it's okay to think slightly differently if you can back it up and meet it with love. You and James have like created a family. You really have. It's just like you said, when people especially find out this information and they, you, you do kind of feel alone at first because you don't like, you, you might have like one or two people that believe you, but it's so nice to have a community that backs you up. And I think that's important to find those type of people to back you up and to help you continue to go on and give you strength to speak your truth. It's so different when you have people around you to help lift you up. Um, and I, I, I asked you how much it was 
it's 35 pounds. So UK and so, which is what? $40 a month, American dollars. I'm blown away. I thought it was just for all the resources. Not only are you getting like all your resources and you've laid them out to help people um, in an orderly fashion, but also you're giving a one-on-one coaching call once a month. And not not, not one-on-one coaching. It is that community coaching that you get on that call. Like you're, you're not just a spectator turn up. No one knows who you are. We know who everyone is on there and just the coaching call on its own for 40 bucks. Exactly. That, that would change your life. Yeah. So you have that, you have that. And then also other resources, meditation, like all the spiritual stuff too. My mind's blown that you're only charging that amount. Like it's, I'm, I'm obviously we talked today, I'm going to sign up. So I'm super excited about that. So how do I sign up? Find you the link. <laughs> it says lads, www.ladstalkhealth.com slash membership. So ladstalkhealth.com slash membership. That's how you sign up. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And again, there's no contract. We've done uh, 40 bucks a month, 35 pounds a UK. We've also done a year up front. So it's a pound a day investment. And you will get your money back within just one coaching session because you'll learn so much about yourself. So I think at the very minimum, come on, like we're in a world at the moment where we're not happy. So the only thing that we can do is change. That starts from you. So it's like almost knowing that you're going to come on here and you're in a place where you can grow and you're allowed to and you can enjoy it. Well, yeah, I spend over $40 just to get my nails done like twice a month. You know what I'm saying? Like when I do them and like uh, you buy two drinks in, you know, a bar, that's over $40. Like, so anybody that's saying that that's too expensive, which I... At least Americans aren't. We spend money like it's just coming out of our ass. But that's it's so such a good price for what they're getting. I, I again, like I, my mind's blown that you're only charging that. So I'm really excited. I'm I can't wait to have all access to all those resources. And you and James, you and James are so phenomenal together. Like it's just so cool. You have that brotherly love relationship. Like James is is fun. You guys are your personalities are different, which makes it really fun to watch. Like, even if you didn't, even if I didn't believe the shit you were saying, I would just watch you two because it's so funny. Cause James is like, you know, he's, he's like up here and like shouting from the rooftops. And, and then you're like down here, like, okay, let's ground you, James. And let's just talk a little softer. This is so funny. I love the dynamic of you two. So I'm really excited. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. Yeah, I would love to. And so you have Lads Talk Health, which you and James go, um, you go, you do a lot of lives on there and you have a lot of great information that you both share. Um, and then also your Instagram, which is Harry Thomas coaching, coaching, Harry Thomas coaching, yeah. the time that you put into your lives and then your, your little videos that you put on, um, Instagram, they're so profound. Like, I'm just like, I wish I want to do that one day where I could just get in there and talk and, you know, and you're posting these like almost every day. Like there's such great information. You need to, you need to stop posting so much so people do the membership, but it's such great information. I love it. I need, I need a sponsor and a, and a designer for the post as well. Canva doesn't work well with me. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So they're current. If you guys know of anybody that would love to sponsor uh lads talk health or Harry Thomas coaching, um, reach out to me and I can steer you in the direction or reach out to Harry. I think that's awesome. You guys do need sponsors. I'm surprised you don't have sponsors yet. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're just two lads that don't really do that. Like, we've got the information, we've got the, the, the support, and we've got the love. I think that's the main bit. We enjoy what we do. 
there's the game plan that we've got. Like it goes well beyond Laz Talk Health. It's like literally it will change the, gener- the, the new generation. Uh, we want to get an orphanage. want to uh, set up a school. And we believe that we can change the world with one school. So literally you're teaching manners, respect, culture, togetherness, and that will ripple out through the families. And also with this truth coming out as well, people are going to have to find a new way because the way that they've just been exposed to doesn't serve them anymore. And and most of the system is going to come crashing down. So it's the community aspect and stuff as well. Yeah, I'm excited about the future and like all this new information coming out there. As soon as the internet, the censorship goes, can you imagine what information you'll find out then? Oh my gosh, you won't even have to dig very far. It'll just be there. Can't yeah. wait. Well, thank you so much, Harry, for joining me on the Becca Hayes Show. I such a pleasure to have you. And uh, you guys are obviously going to hear more from Harry. We're going to be doing segments about truth, um, things that have been censored that you don't see. So yeah, stay tuned. Thank you. Thank you.